Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Mari. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 141. Welcome to episode 141 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about stress. And we're going to answer the question, is stress actually killing your language learning progress? Is it something that's actually stopping you from getting fluent in Spanish as quickly as you would like? Uh, and this topic really came out of uh, several conversations with uh, our community, as well as those of you who are familiar with the Sisters Only Language Summit that we've been having virtually, uh, really throughout, uh, since I think since COVID began, we started having these virtual events. Um, and the topic really came up as we were discussing planning for the next uh, event, that a lot of people are stressed out about a lot of things. And that also shows up in the language learning process. So I thought it'd be a good topic to talk about on the podcast to sort of talk about how you can gauge and see, is this really a problem for you? And if so, of course, what you can actually do about it. Now, uh, I did actually put out a poll in our Facebook group to ask a question, what stresses you out the most about learning Spanish. Uh, so I thought it would be good to start there and to see if, uh, if you didn't get a chance to participate in the poll, to see if some of these may resonate with you as well. Uh, because honestly, you might think that you're the only one sort of going through a specific issue, but uh, you might be surprised to find out 
that there are lots of other people that face the same stresses you do, even if you look up to them as being somewhat successful language learners or polyglots or all these things. This issue of stress comes up for a lot of people and really no one is immune to it. So I just want to share with you some of the answers uh, that were shared within our community uh, when I asked the question, what stresses you out the most about speaking Spanish? So some people are just completely overwhelmed and said all of it. <laughs> uh, some people specifically mentioned uh, the speed at which people talk. So really um, listening to uh, Spanish, I guess more of understanding when you're spoken to in Spanish. Uh, that came up as a very, very stressful situation to be in for uh, several people. And that answer actually got upvoted a number of times as well. Uh, some people talked about grammar, so various parts of uh, verb conjugation um, or just, you know, adjectives, just different things about the mechanics and structure of the language. Uh, this one I like, uh, Michelle Vera said, brain farts, <laughs> where everything I know just disappears and I fumble, I fumble uh, just like I just did, over a very awkward conversation. So a lot of people talked about this idea of, you know, really being in conversation, uh, being stressed out by being able to understand the different types of accents that they're listening to, how quickly people talk, being able to just keep up in general, right? And being able to respond effectively. And then overall, this fear of having a mental block, not saying something correctly, um, and really, you know, being being judged, right? Because at the, at the heart of all of this, is this idea that if somehow we don't get it perfect, we will be judged and that stresses us out. So those were just some of the things that came up uh, when I asked the question. Um, and I do think that, you know, if you are a language learner, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time, that some of these thoughts and some of these things have crossed your mind before and have stressed you out. Uh, and I can even speak for myself. I know my experience with learning Spanish as well as Portuguese and now Arabic as well. Uh, some of these things are a little bit nerve wracking. You know, it's like that time when you schedule a lesson and you know that you're going to have to log on and get on a Zoom call or Skype or whatever it is. And you, you have a live session and you completely freak out because <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to actually have to say something. They're going to be talking in Spanish. Am I going to understand what they're saying? And then you might like log on late or not log on at all or try to postpone the lesson or cancel it all because you're stressed out at the idea of even having that experience of talking to a native speaker. So if any of that sounds familiar, and again, if it does, I say this a lot on the podcast, but congratulations, felicidades. It just means that you're human. Uh, if any of this sounds familiar, I want to talk about how we can begin to tackle stress and really what is stress? Because I think a lot of times we throw around this, this word, uh, but we're not exactly sure what it means. Um, and actually, a little bit of stress can actually be good for us. You know, that's why we set deadlines for our goals. That's why we remember those times we made an awkward mistake um, or when someone called on us and we didn't know the answer. Because this type of stress really just alerts our brains to pay close attention and hold on to that information because your brain is interested in self-preservation, right? It's interested in keeping you going for as long as possible. So if there's something that uh, comes to your attention and is in focus and it's really standing out to you, 
that does cause a little bit of stress, but that stress actually does help us remember things. So a little bit of stress can be good. Uh, in fact, the stress hormone, cortisol, which you may have heard this before, is actually meant to help us become more alert and to pay closer attention. And in fact, cortisol is highest when we wake up in the morning. Um, if our sleep patterns are normal, <laughs> uh, we should get a boost of cortisol. That's what kind of tells us get up, right? Uh, you've been sleeping long enough. It's time to get up, spring into action. So a little bit of stress is good. Um, cortisol isn't all bad, uh, but too much stress can ramp up our levels of cortisol to be too high to the point that we're in this constant state of fight, flight, or freeze. And when that part of our brains are lit up all the time, it really can make it impossible for us to learn anything. And it also interferes with our sleep. Uh, and sleep is super important for us getting all of those things that we learn during the day, all of our experiences consolidated into our long-term memory. So too much stress is bad. A little bit of stress is actually quite normal and natural and good. But what we have to learn is how do we use uh, those little stresses that we have in the language learning process uh, and actually uh, be able to use them to our benefit and also ramp down those times when we're feeling way too stressed out that actually interfere with our performance uh, as language learners. And also, you know, really interferes with our ability to connect with other people. So a little bit of stress is good. Stress isn't all bad, but the problem is a lot of times our stress levels are quite honestly just too high. And right now, you know, especially now, but in general, we have so many other things in life to stress out about, right? <laughs> so language learning should really not be one of them. We should find a way to enjoy the process of learning Spanish so that we don't fear it so that we don't completely shut down and forget what we're learning, but we actually use that stress as excitement to really get us going, to get us moving, but not to hinder us from moving forward. So I wanna tell you a little story about stress and how language learning uh, can also intersect with real life, right? Because hopefully you're learning Spanish because you wanna be able to use it in the real world. You don't just wanna become really, really good at uh, passing tests, right? <laughs> So uh, recently I was asked to be on uh, a panel at the Polyglot Conference. Um, and if you're not familiar with this Polyglot Conference, um, I think I first attended back in 2015 in New York City. Uh, and that was when, I think back in the days when we were having events in person <laughs> exclusively. Now things are starting to come back, but uh, you know, it depends on sort of where you are, kind of how open or not open the world is. Uh, but in any case, uh, this year they decided to have the Polylat Conference virtually again. So I was asked uh, to participate on a panel about learning languages through music, which of course for me, I thought, wow, this is a perfect topic. Uh, obviously, this is what I love to talk about because this has been my experience with language. Uh, and, you know, really anytime I get an opportunity to talk about something I'm passionate about, I jump at the chance to do it. Uh, so I participated in the panel and, you know, it, it did stress me out just a little bit because I thought, wow, you know, I haven't been at a live event in a long time and I've been doing the podcast, but I haven't really been on a lot of panels. So it's been a while since I've done something like this. And I was kind of like, okay, so I don't really know how it's going to go. I had a little bit of information about the setup. So I was already a little bit nervous, but once I got talking, uh, I got really, really comfortable and I was able to participate in the panel 
uh, and hopefully share some things that uh, those who attended found useful. And just as I was getting into, um, actually, I think I just finished answering a question and I was sharing some things in the chat, some different resources uh, with the audience that was there and my phone rang and I had to answer it because uh, I'm a mom, so I have to answer the phone <laughs> when it rings. So I uh, so I put myself on mute. I forgot to turn off my video. So the whole time I'm kind of standing there <laughs> on the phone and they can, you know, they're watching me. I think it was on Zoom. Uh, and they're watching me sort of like have this conversation and probably look very, very worried because uh, I forgot to turn my camera off. So I didn't realize it obviously until after I got off the phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm glad at least I was on mute. <laughs> But my son's school called and he wasn't feeling well. So it was the school nurse. Uh, and, you know, I was like, okay, he's not really feeling well today. I think it's best if you come pick him up. Uh, so I had to leave in the middle of the panel, you know, so I'm kind of stressed out because I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, make sure he's okay. And I had to leave in the middle of the event and I felt so bad. Um, and I tried to message the organizers and say, look, you know, I'm really sorry. Apologize for not turning off my camera there, but I got to go. <laughs> I can't stay for the rest of the panel. Um, so, it's just kind of ironic that I had that experience during a language learning event that was already sort of stressing me out in the first place. And then to, you know, if you're a parent, you definitely know that feeling of getting a phone call and you always think, well, is, you know, is my child okay? That's your first thought. So to sort of have that sort of stressful experience and then they say, okay, well, he's fine, but you do need to come pick him up. So then I had to leave in the middle of the event. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm sharing that just to kind of illustrate the point that, like I said earlier, there's so many things in life that will stress us out, right? And um, and again, it's an appropriate level of stress because as a parent, um, that stress response is really built into us so that we can keep ourselves and our family safe. Uh, but I had to respond to it. I couldn't uh, just say no to it. So, you know, my point is save up your, your stress sort of bandwidth for things in life that are important and not language learning. All right. So let's talk about how we can take the stress out of language learning and make it less of a thing that we feel like we have to do perfectly, less of a stressful part of our lives and something that we can enjoy. So to not stress about language learning, I have three suggestions that I'd like for you to try out. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I'm all about action. So I don't want you to just sit and listen passively and kind of go, okay, that sounded good. I really want you to think about which one of these three things can you implement right away to take the stress out of your language learning routine. The first suggestion I have is to set small goals. Now, I know a lot of us think, you know, I want to be fluent. I want to be fluent. That's what I want. I want to have conversations. I want to speak Spanish just as well as I speak English. I want, I want to get this right. But the path to getting to fluency is actually full of a lot of small stepping stones along the way. And those are the small goals that you can actually set and begin to achieve. The reason why I suggest setting small goals is because achievement actually releases dopamine, and you can think of that as that feel-good hormone. It's that thing that, uh, you know, kind of triggers in our brains when we get a notification of, oh, we got a new message. One of our friends liked our post or, uh, you know, something good happens or you get, a, you get a good surprise. Oh, I just found $100 in my wallet I didn't know I had. <laughs> All those little good feelings that we get are a result of a surge in the hormone dopamine, which can counteract some of that cortisol that kind of ramps up and stresses us out. So if we set small goals, 
we're able to achieve smaller things and we get to have a little boost of dopamine released every single time we achieve one of our smaller goals. And the reason why this is important is because that little dopamine release will actually motivate us to continue. So if we set small goal number one, that'll motivate us to move to small goal number two, goal three, and so forth. So for example, we can say, okay, first I need to learn the present tense in Spanish, or first I want to learn uh, 10 phrases that I can use in a conversation to introduce myself. Uh, small things like that, because as we begin to chip away at this bigger goal, uh, we get to celebrate each one of those wins along the way. So let's say week one, I learn five phrases. Um, I can celebrate that at the end of the week and then learn another five phrases the next week. And by the end of those two weeks, I'll have 10 phrases and I should be able to introduce myself by then. So I'll be accomplishing a small goal of introducing myself in Spanish. And from there, I can go and set another goal. Okay, well, now that I can introduce myself, I'd like to learn how to ask someone else a few questions about themselves. Uh, so I'll put together some questions that I can ask and also begin to uh, review and parse out the responses that I get so that I can understand when people are responding to me, right? Because you have to practice that. It's not something that's just going to come naturally because you've read a bunch of things in Spanish. You actually have to practice listening as a skill. And the only way to do that is to have conversations with people uh, and of course, listen to audio. Um, hopefully that is natural and conversational um, as well. So that's just a few examples of some small goals that you can set. Um, if this is something that you're going to apply to your Spanish learning, I do want to hear from you. Uh, we are on Instagram. You can always send us a DM at Learn Spanish Con Salsa. Uh, you can also email us at host at LearnSpanishGuanSalsa.com. Uh, I'd love to hear how you are applying uh, one of these strategies to your language learning. So if you're going to set a small goal uh, and you want some feedback or you just want to share it with us, please feel free to do so. You can also do so in our Facebook group at uh, LearnSpanishGuanSalsa.com slash Facebook. Uh, you can share in there as well. Okay, so tip number one to stop stressing out about language is to set small goals. Consejo número dos, tip number two, is to make it fun. I cannot tell you how much people stress out about language learning because they are trying to get everything perfect the first time. And to be honest, the only way to really get things right is to be relaxed. Okay, so to access this part of our brain that retains information, that enjoys the learning process, we have to be engaged in activities that actually are enjoyable to us. Because if it feels like a chore, if it feels like work, if it feels too hard, we will not do it consistently. You know, we will find a way to get out of it. We will make an excuse. We will um, avoid it. We will put it on our schedule and we will ignore our calendars because it's not fun. Okay, so we naturally move away from experiences that are boring or tedious or painful, and we move towards experiences that are engaging and entertaining and fun. So don't think that you have to just stick to using a textbook uh, if you want to learn the present tense. There are other things that you can do to make the learning process fun and engaging. So regardless of your level, I recommend that you try to do something active in Spanish. You know, you don't have to just rely on 
the traditional courses uh, and trying to master things that way by, you know, taking tests. Now, those things have their place. Uh, but again, to decrease the level of stress that you experience, especially if you're someone who's had bad experiences with language learning in an academic setting, it might be good to just, you know, shut down the textbooks. Well, I guess what I say in the intro, shut down the language apps, right? Close the textbooks. <laughs> it might be good to, to just take a break from that approach and actually do something active in Spanish. So that could be something as simple as taking a class. I mean, there's plenty of uh, workout videos and you know things on YouTube, I'm sure that you could find that are free and you can just follow along. Uh, you probably will pick up some vocabulary. For example, if someone's doing push-ups or jumping jacks and you're following along, very easy because you'll have a visual. So even if you don't know all the vocabulary, you'll be able to see and follow what, what to do, but you'll also be learning at the same time. Uh, but the most important part of this is that as your body is moving and you're being active, that type of physical activity is a natural stress reducer. So there is a method to the madness here. <laughs> so doing something active, moving your body, um, taking a class where you can sort of follow along. If you can do it in person, that's also great. Maybe you can attend a meetup if you are able to do things in person right now where you live. I know meetup.com does have some virtual meetups and also some in-person meetups. Uh, something that is a great idea is maybe to do uh, a hike in Spanish or something where you're outdoors and walking. Uh, if you're with a group that's taking a walk, again, just because you're up and moving and physically active, uh, you will be a lot less likely to be stressed out because your body is moving. So make it fun. Do something active in your language and learn how to talk about things that you enjoy. You know, so if you don't like to talk about politics or if you don't like to talk about travel because you haven't been traveling lately and it makes you sad to think about traveling, um, talk about something that you enjoy. Listen to music, of course, in Spanish, because that also helps to make things fun and to keep you relaxed. And if you want to find some corny jokes in Spanish to tell, <laughs> you could also share uh, a joke in Spanish. Again, the idea of number two is just to do what will make the language fun for you. And my last tip, tip number three, is to do some self-care in Spanish. So whether that is a guided meditation or taking a yoga class in Spanish, I would recommend to do some self-care practices so that you can begin to associate the language with being calm, with being centered, with being grounded, so that when you have these experiences, when you have to go have a conversation or do something that naturally stresses you out, that you'll begin to have these positive associations with Spanish as something that actually calms you down. So whether it's a visualization exercise uh, or any type of stress reduction uh, type of body work or something that you can do in Spanish. And again, YouTube is a great resource and I'll include uh, some links as well to some of my favorite um, yoga as well as guided meditation uh, practices that are in Spanish. Um, I think this is really great because what it does is it really trains our subconscious mind uh, to associate the language with calm. And that state of being relaxed and doing that in Spanish will really begin to help you deal with some of those more stressful situations like having conversations, talking to native speakers, things that naturally stress us out. 
So I hope you found these three small tips helpful. So number one, set some small goals. Two, make it fun. And three, do some Spanish self-care. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode and that one of these tips can help you take the stress out of your language learning. Again, there's so many things in life that we can stress out about and learning Spanish should not be one of them. So that is it for this episode of the podcast. I hope that you found this useful. And if you are interested in working with us uh, and you want to begin to develop a relationship with one of our certified language coaches, uh, please reach out to us. Just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash coach, uh, and we will walk you through some ways that you can begin to set some of these small goals uh, and really, you know, set you up with your own customized plan to reach Spanish fluency on your terms. So we'll work with your unique learning style, with your unique interests, and also find the things that you can inject into your language learning routine to make it more fun, to make it more relaxed, and make it less stressful. So if you really have a goal to make progress in your Spanish over the next 12 weeks, right? So we're talking about 90 to maybe 120 days max. Um, if you really are committed to making some serious progress in that time, please reach out to us. We are offering a limited number of free spots uh, to help you work through your goals. And then we will begin to uh, talk about how we can help you get there. So SpanishConSalsa.com slash coach. Uh, and you can learn more about our one-on-one uh, customized language coaching packages. As always, I hope that something you heard in today's episode has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. Salsa.com.